This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. Hi, my name is Kasper Hultin. I'm the co-founder of Pecan. What I really love about the employee engagement space is that we are getting to prove that people is the most important thing for your business. Retail and all businesses can't run without their employees. Hiring the right people is just the first and important step, though. Retaining the right talent, navigating complex HR laws and regulations, and managing them efficiently and productively is another massive challenge, especially the larger the company gets. Recently, Fashion Is Your Business host Rob Sanchez spoke with a few experts on this topic at HR Retail. Here's the third of three interviews presented as an important resource for running your business. From New York City, you are listening to Fashion Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the fashion industry. Hi, Casper. Um, we were talking a couple minutes ago, and I found the conversation really interesting, so I'm happy that we have a chance to sit down and, and talk. I'd love for you to start by just sharing why you're at HR Retail and what you're hoping to get out of the conference. Yeah, thank you. So I'm here with the Pecan team, and uh, obviously to learn about what's going on in the retail space, um, and also to have, a, a hopefully, a lot of conversations around sort of the the future of HR and particularly around employee engagement and, and how we can make that a more sort of insightful <laughs> uh, part of the business than it, it is somewhere to, today. Excellent. Um, what have you spoken about so far at the conference? You already had uh, a panel, right? Yeah, so I did a panel. Yeah. It was a lot around like the transformation of HR and we talked quite a bit about communication. Um we talked a bit about sort of the high level, like, you know, the this old saying of like, you put people first, then your product, then your profits will follow. Um, and how that everybody sort of intuitively know that it's right. But when you invest your dollars as a company, you typically invest it the other way around. And certainly technology has sort of um, evolved in the reverse order, right? Like it, you, you built uh, technologies to improve your sales with Salesforce and stuff like that and your marketing tools and all that stuff. And, and now the time has come to, to the employee side of the house. And um, like we start seeing quite a few of our customers that start putting their employee engagement score in their quarterly earnings reports. And I think it's a really interesting trend that, that if you really want to make people the center, um, which everybody agrees it is, uh, then you also need to report on it in the same way you report on your earnings or your revenue or Excellent. those type numbers. How are you seeing the data landscape change inside of employee engagement? Um, so I know that you're tackling that head on and that's kind of your focus as a company. Are you seeing a lot of competitors also come up and is this like a new way of thinking about uh, companies? Yeah. So obviously employee engagement in itself is not a new concept. Uh, luckily, we've been doing that for years and years. And I think the evolution you've seen is from the traditional annual surveys that everybody 
loves to hate in some ways uh, that are giving a ton of insight at one point in time per year typically driven by sort of consultant focused companies um, and then you've had a, another wave where you've seen a lot of that been turned online so helping the HR organization with less admin and giving people dashboards and stuff like that and I think that the next wave we're going to see is really just the, the more sort of data-driven approach to it where you'll see something that has become more continuous. You'll see stuff that start having predictive analytics and stuff like that. And that's really what we've pioneered. Um, not to say that the other ones are wrong, but I think in a world where, where you know, your average tenure is declining quite significantly um, and just everything changes much faster, you, you need to be a little bit smarter and really also as an HR person head into to your leadership meetings with the comfort that you're actually speaking based on like real data and, and insights. Now, you had said something that I found interesting in our conversation before, which was that it takes three, um, three data points to put in a trend line. And then you said if you're doing an annual report, that's three years. So I'd love to have you talk about how to shrink that um, reporting timeline and how to get a tighter, I guess, resolution on... Um, engagement exactly um so so one of the things obviously if you if you just copied the exact process of doing an annual survey with a hundred questions and and all the work around it 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 would be mind-blowing to try and do that 12 times a year or however much you want to do it so the good news is that technology is taking care of a ton of what used to be hard so all the admin up front uh sampling of the questions delivery of the insights all of that nowadays can happen you know in in a in a heartbeat and and by itself um so with that i mean you know obviously you don't want to do 100 questions every month or every week you know they will Every, our customers that do it every week they answer like three questions maybe ten questions every month so we typically say it's about a minute per week you invest in employee engagement I think the thing that's going to happen over time is you will start gaining the, the, the insights on a continuous basis and then you will the, the system will tell you when significant changes happen so when you start seeing like added attrition risk in your German office or your marketing department or whatever, uh, or you see, start seeing like certain topics pop up in the organization, it will automatically be flagged. But you need to decouple the sort of collection of data with the, with the action where beforehand everything was sort of in the same rhythm. Because uh, of course you don't want to, you know, I think a lot of, uh, of these type of surveys, they have caused, you know, like chasing organizational structures and all that stuff, which is never anything employees actually asked for they probably just asked for you to sort of fix simple things and and i think that's the other benefit of doing it more often is that to fix the problems that are that are easy to fix yeah um how much do you think is is it necessary to get the rhythm going to kind of take the fear out of it out of the reporting side and how much do you think is more just about um increasing percentage of capture of information I think it's a it's an overall journey, right? And and we we work with a lot of companies that come from the annual, and then move into a more regular cadence. And and we don't advise anyone going from like once a year to once a week in like 
from one day to another because uh, the, the the real important thing to think about here is like what you ultimately want by doing this is to create a positive change um, and that change if it really needs to matter it needs to come from within the organization so that typically is through the managers and all that stuff so a lot of it is sort of educating people so we have lots of organizations that did went from annual to two times a year quarterly and then on to monthly and then they sort of find that that rhythm over the course of a year or two and i think that's perfectly fine you know like it's not a yeah how long does it take to build a responsive data set that allows you to sort of know and understand what's happening is that is that several years of data capture is it several months of no data no no as i said i mean very simply you need three data points for for a trend line and uh, what we try and do is like in the initial survey we cast the, the net a little wider and then basically the algorithm would build like a unique data model for your company so we understand you know is it x or c that is the typical problem in your area we build a um, thing we call true benchmark which is really interesting um so Everybody loves to talk about benchmarks, you know, like if you're a Pepsi, you want to be compared to Coca-Cola. And to some degree, it's a bit of a vanity metric, uh, no offense, but uh, we had a lot of uh, people that come and say like, oh, but in my department, we have, you know, more win- women than men, or we have more young people than, than other departments, or... Uh, we are from Germany, so we are more negative or whatever. And and um, of course, some of them were right. The, yeah. the thing, though, is that you, everybody can't be right because, you know, some yeah, countries might be more negative, but they can't yeah. all be more <laughs> negative than the other. So yeah. what we did with the true benchmark was really to standardize all those like basic segmentations so that when you use the product, we actually, you know, you have the benchmark for your organization, but we also give you what would, what would the real benchmark look like? So, for instance, if you don't factor in uh, tenure in your employee engagement service, it's it's basically false because the difference between someone that just started and someone that's been there three to four years is, is so significant that if if you don't understand that difference, you can't compare it, mm-hmm. uh, if you know what I mean. So, in another word, if someone that just started in the organization is not significantly more engaged than someone <laughs> that's been there before you have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you also try to factor in performance reviews and things like that as well? So if somebody is underperforming, are they going to be more negative and so on? Um, and you'd also mentioned about uh, basically like attrition and, and so on. How does that play into the survey? So in terms of the performance, that's we we have like an open API and connects to all the HRS systems out there, the workdays and the success factors and whatever they're called, uh, and obviously able to pull in. I mean, Pecan can pull in all the data you have, so it's typically a, a um, restriction on the other side. But we start seeing putting people putting like real interesting. So that could be um, anything from like to your point, like your performance uh, brackets. Uh, uh, quota attainment if it's a sales team uh, leadership talent which a lot of organizations work with um, even down to weird things like commute time and stuff like that which is not necessarily performance but just in terms of segmenting and then obviously we will be able to give you um, the engagement scores for that particular segment mm-hmm. and those segments is also what we use for the attrition prediction so basically the pecan will 
will automatically in real time in the product give you like attrition prediction on whatever segment you have in the business. So, you know, it can be a team, it can be a region, it can be women, it can be whatever have you, um, which is which is quite unique. And again, back to what we talked about before is you cannot really predict the future if you only have like at once once a year sort of touch point because you know it's just not enough yeah data now how um as you're building up the data profiles how are you dealing with sort of this is all past behavior or this is present feeling and sentiment and somebody's good day may be here their bad may be day may be there yeah um and sort of the reactive metrics versus the predictive metrics that actually drive behavior yeah i mean obviously you know we we surface the 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 historic things as as well but that that's why i think the trend lines is really interesting cuz knowing that you are like a 7.2 out of a 10 point scale versus a 7 point whatever it's at some point like that that doesn't the, the, the numerical number doesn't give you much what you really want to understand is like what's moving and what were direction were you a 5 right? last time or were you a 9 last exactly. time exactly yeah. um and 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 because that's 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 the real thing. So I think like any anyone that's serious about engagement, they they they, sh- they should really have something that can provide them trend lines because that that's what gives you the real the real insights. Do you ever find that a trend line is matching like a natural market cycle or anything like that? Are you looking at that at all? We don't necessarily look like you know as said before. You can obviously put in whatever attribute you want. So if you want to put your stock price you could put it in but but i do also think that we it's you know i come from a tech background and and you know it's easy to get ahead of ourselves and while i honestly believe that that the people is the core of the business there's also sometimes a bit of a you know trying to take a shortcut to prove things that are unprovable like i have no doubt that engaged employees have a significant impact on your business, both from a downside point of view, as in you spend less money on, on recruiting new employees and replacing people, but there's definitely also an upside on, you know, happy employees, happy customers. That goes without saying, but saying that it, the only thing, <laughs> the only factor on your stock price is your employee engagement, that's probably too, yeah. too, uh, I'm also unused. wondering if maybe, so a, a major competitor, comes out with a, a product that's better than yours in the marketplace um, that can have a significant morale mm. uh, blow to a company and Definitely. it'd be interesting to see if you can spot moments like that and then address them that is definitely something and we're actually putting that in now so being able to annotate these trends line uh, yeah. basically what you're saying putting in like new ceo we know a lot of it because we have the the insights on your organizations that we do actually know if you change the CEO, we do know if you change your team structure, we do know all those things. So behind this, the scenes, we, we annotate it, but it could also be, we don't necessarily know that you put a new product out there or you moved your office to another location, some like things like that. So, yeah. So to continue the loop, so that we do the, we get the feedback, we provide you the insights and we actually provide the real time contextual manager training. So we don't just tell you like, what's not wrong or like what's what's your priorities but also like how has someone like you uh, dealt with similar uh, challenges mm-hmm. um 
and then we we have like an action framework and obviously that cycle so feedback inside learning action that's how ai works right like if you can make that cycle spin fast enough you become smarter and smarter and for yeah. us as pecan like our role is really to help you be smarter than than your own company because we look at your data in comparison to millions and millions and millions of data points so we know what normal look like in in that situation and i think that's that for me is like really exciting about that and that's what i meant before like then then it becomes a very different thing than in brackets just a survey right yeah um just touching really quick on this idea of normal how have you seen companies sort of falling into um brackets of life cycle or or anything like that where like okay this company was just hired uh like just bought by a PE firm and we're going to see this sort of cycle next. Um, this company just, you know, went public and you're seeing this upside. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've actually, um, we recently did something we call employee experience cycle and um, that, that obviously is sort of generic across, across the board. But what we've seen is basically your life cycle as an employee has sort of four steps. So you have your initial development, which is the first three months. You just sign a new job. You're most likely quite happy because you <laughs> took the job. Um, then the next phase is what we call sort of your initial development, uh, which is the three to 24 months. So basically, like, you find your feet in the organization, um, learn the ropes, you know, like you get into a role, you might grow a little bit. And then from the two-year two mark and onwards, we basically start seeing people either sort of finding their path in the organization and really growing and stuff like that or they start declining so it's really yeah. interesting this sort of first three months first two years and then after two two years it's that's quite a big thing and actually we just put out a study on on the sort of last part is the separation phase uh, and obviously that you know in between the two-year mark and the separation varies yeah. quite a bit i think the only thing that's at, at least sort of the trend line points to that that between two years and separation is becoming a shorter period than at least was years ago because yeah. average tenure is getting reduced quite a bit. So understanding, you know, the tenure cycle or the employee cycle is also your way of basically getting return on investment on an employee, which yeah. which is really, really important. Uh, so we, we just put out, um, we actually found out that that there's a nine-month warning on people leaving. So you can see nine months before someone leaves a job, you can see um, the, the lines drop. And the, the lines that typically drop is is around engagement and loyalty overall. Like that sort of goes without saying, but there's a few other things like we looked at everything around salary, for instance. And mm -hmm. it's actually not the salary itself. It's the fact that you can't discuss it. So it's the transparency in the process around salary that people start dipping about. We also proved the old saying of like you leave your manager and not your peers or your company. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that were very apparent and is very intuitively right in these time of days, whereas me, 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 but uh, everything around growth is really a big, um, big uh, influencer on, on, on people leaving. So if people don't feel, you know, that, that they can grow within the organization, you, you start seeing that decline and you actually start seeing it well in advance. Have you seen, or maybe it's too early for this, have you seen intervention measures that actually work once somebody hits a decline? Yeah, so it's it's hard to 
kan op til intervention med, 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 med chassis somewhat individual, yeah. but that's that's actually back to the whole like so if we do the cycle again, so you have the feedback insights, the insights are powered by this true benchmark thing I talked about before, but all, that also empowers our our training platform. So what we're trying to do is to say, you know, if you if you have an issue around growth or recognition or something like that you probably would deal with it differently if you are running like a tech team in eastern europe with a high tenure team versus a young marketing team in austin texas so in that way that's why we really want to have that wheel spinning because the more we can get that wheel spinning the more we can learn about what actually works in this particular situation and i think that that that's actually what excites me as a product person because this is you know we get millions of data points every month which basically just make that whole algorithm smarter which yeah. means ultimately we can deliver better insights to companies and be closer to reaching our message which is providing insights to help everyone reach their full potential and that you know that's really where we want to go excellent um what are any final thoughts that you want to share with the audience this is a journey and and you know it's not necessarily like the grass is probably green on the other side but it's not It's not scary, if you know what I mean. Um, technology can take care of a ton of things, um, but but ultimately, you know, this is about empowering you as the leader or the uh, or the HR person to sort of have the right data and looking at the right thing in your organization. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think it's super exciting times. I think it's just embracing. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks. This has been Fashion Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2019. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at fashionisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard.